Hello, ladies. Welcome to episode one in our Women's Seasons and Cycles podcast, a new episode for you. We are talking all about cycles of life, motherhood, and menstruation today. Enjoy. Hey, mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. It's pregnancy with physio Laura. Hello, mamas, and welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. It is the start of a new podcast series, and I am pumped, as I always am, but I'm always pumped for the start of a new season. This is all about women's seasons and cycles with the incredible matrescence educator, Nikki McCann. If you do want to learn more from her, you can find her on Instagram at Nikki McCann. She has incredible programs, incredible trainings and teachings. Definitely go check her out. But this season is a short season. It's a three-part series where we're going to be talking all about women's seasons and cycles. So today is all about cycles of life, motherhood and menstruation. Now this episode is not just for a specific type of woman. This is for females actually and males really because I think it's important that we both know but this is for females across the board. So share this episode with any females in your life who you think would benefit from learning about this. I know when I first started to learn properly about my menstrual cycle, the moon cycle, life cycles, seasons and changes and really starting to understand that I genuinely feel like my life changed and I can't believe that I didn't know this growing up and so I really hope that if you're someone who's never heard this before that today is also a bit of a light bulb moment for you too to actually honor every season of life, every season of menstruation, every season of matrescence and really lean in and embrace that season of life rather than trying to skip over like we speak about in the episode, skip over the harder seasons, the winter seasons and only want to be in the summer, the positive, the flowery, the showy, the social season. Honoring that there's other seasons which bring different things but are just as valuable. Winter is really important to sow the seeds, to rest, to rejuvenate, to recalibrate, to be in transition. That's really, really important. But as a society, we don't really value those other seasons. And I think it's really great to listen to Nikki explain this today so that we can really embrace the gifts that each season brings. And I mentioned in this episode as well, how I started scheduling my work around my menstrual cycle, which seems ludicrous to most people, I'm sure, but it makes so much sense. And we talk about redefining PMS and all these amazing things that I've only just come to realize in my adult life. And I really hope that If you've never heard this today, that you'll go and share this information far and wide because I feel like it is so important for all females across the board to understand cycles of life, menstruation, matrescence, so much more. So without further ado, we're going to jump straight into this episode. All three episodes, as per all my other podcast series, are already live right now inside the Pregnancy Posse. So if you do want to listen to the whole season at once, come and join me inside the Pregnancy Posse. You can find out more at thepregnancyposse.com. We do weekly workouts. We have Q&As with me. I send you welcome videos when you first join answering any of your pregnancy questions. So it's a really beautiful container if you want to be able to ask me, a women's health physio, all of your burning pregnancy questions while also being supported physically and mentally in the lead up to birth. So check that out at thepregnancyposse.com. But let's jump into this chat with Nikki talking all about cycles. Enjoy. 
Hi, Nikki. Welcome to the podcast. I am pumped to have you on. This is your second time on the podcast. So if anyone hasn't heard of Nikki, definitely go back and listen to the Matrescent series because you kind of opened that whole portal up to my audience and the amount of feedback and amazing feedback I got from that podcast was epic. So I know today is going to be just as epic because we're talking all about cycles, which I know we wanted to talk about last year and we just never got around to it. So we're finally here. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you for having me. I feel very um, special to be invited back again. And I'm really keen to talk to you about this subject because I do feel like we sort of started going there and then we had to stop because we knew it was going to be opening up a whole other can of worms. (laughs) I had to open up that can with you today. (laughs) Yeah. So today we're going to talk about cycles and you're going to explain exactly what we mean, but essentially life cycles, maternal cycles, menstrual cycles, there's so many different cycles. So let's start with why are cycles even important and why do we need to know about them? Why do you think they're so valuable? Yeah, well, cycles really, seasons and cycles really changed my life. And I know that that's like a term that gets thrown around a lot, but for me, it really did because I guess I've grown up in the same way as you in in a patriarchal society that's very much about production, that's very much about doing and achieving and continuous growth. And I really held myself, I guess, to that kind of a standard of always being on, always having to be doing something, growing or producing. And it was through understanding the seasons and the cycles that I really started to be able to connect with myself in a deeper way. And it shifted so much for me just in terms of my own, you know, um, connection to myself, my connection to my body, um, my self-care practices, and also just understanding life and the different seasons of life that we move through and having a lot more, I guess, surrender and acceptance around not always being on all the time. So in terms of, you know, why seasons and cycles, I think, is something that we need to understand is because so many of us have grown up in this culture of feeling like we always have to be doing, we always have to be growing, we always have to be achieving and really having some stories around things like rest and allowing there to be, you know, spaciousness and quiet periods of life that are actually, you know, really normal and really beneficial and supportive to our overall well-being. So when we're talking about different seasons and cycles, as you said, there are so many different seasons and cycles. Every living thing is following a particular rhythm, the same rhythm, whether it's a flower, whether it's our menstrual cycle, whether it's the earth seasons, whether it's the different life um, seasons and stages that we go through as women, it's all following this same rhythm of birth, growth, coming into a full bloom, the peak, the cycle, the pinnacle, and then starting to wane and then dying and then being born again. So everything's following that rhythm. So if we look at this in terms of the earth seasons, we have autumn, which is when, you know, if you think about autumn, the leaves and the trees are starting to fall. There is a change that's coming. The colors are shifting. Things are starting to fall away. We might experience resistance to that letting go. Maybe we don't want it to be cold. We're still having fun in summer. And then we're moving then into winter, which is a time when, if you think about this in in terms of trees, you know, all of the leaves have fallen off. There can be a sense of things being cold or barren, more darkness in terms of, you know, that the sun's not out as much. And if you think about this in terms of 
you know, planting a seed. This is when a seed is underneath the ground and it's spreading its roots into the soil. We can't see that growth on the top of the soil yet, but it is happening. And then we're moving into spring, which is when we start seeing those new shoots of growth starting to appear. The light is returning. Um, this is a time when lots of baby animals are born. Lots of babies are born as well. It's a particularly you know, fertile time in the cycle. Lots of new growth is starting, lots of new possibilities. And then we're moving into summer, which is like the peak of the cycle where there's more sun than there is darkness. There's lots of growth. This is where, you know, we're having really rich harvest of all of the um, different things that have grown over that cycle. So the growth that was happening underneath the soil that we couldn't see in winter, we're reaping the benefits of that in summer. And if you think about this, then in terms of, you know, a moon cycle, we start with a new moon, which is very aligned to that winter season. It waxes and moves up into what you could um, say is like a spring. And then it reaches a full moon, which is like the summer. Then it wanes like the autumn. And then it goes into a dark moon again, returning to winter. So again, it's cycling through that same rhythm. Our menstrual cycle is very similar. So we have menstruation, which is like a winter. We move into pre-ovulation, which is like a spring. Ovulation, the summer and then um, pre-menstruation, the autumn, and then we return back again to menstruation. So everything's moving through this same rhythm. And in our culture, patriarchal culture, which is what I live in and you live in, and I would dare say the majority of your listeners would be um, living within, we only really um, allow one aspect of that cycle, which is the summer, the ovulating woman, also corresponding, you know, pre-ovulation there too, corresponding to like the maiden cycle of a woman's life. And all of the other aspects of the cycle, which are connected to rest, rest of the earth in autumn and winter, rest of our bodies in premenstruation and menstruation, they're all really vilified and, you know, hidden and not allowed or not seen as being valuable. We're only really highlighting or saying that, that one aspect of this cycle is okay. And when we do that, then we feel pressure to always be on. We feel pressure to always look a particular way, to always act a particular way. And we, when we do that, we become really disconnected from ourselves, ultimately, ourselves and our bodies. Mm. So by, you know, talking about the different cycles that we move through, understanding that each point in that cycle actually serves a purpose. We can't have the growth that we see in summer if we haven't sat through a winter. Mm. Then we can, I guess, have a bit more acceptance around those different um, aspects of the cycle that we're moving within, perhaps sit with and embrace the gifts that are, are within each stages, each stage of that cycle and have some more self-compassion as well. You know, when we're in a, say, for example, we're in you know, premenstrual or we're menstrual, expecting ourselves to work out the same or have the same energy or be as interested in social events or whatever it might be, it's actually really not very fair on ourselves because we need to have that rest and that time. Mm. So that's why I think cycles are so amazing and I love talking about them. And I'll stop there just to let you have any reflection. No, 
everything all the time but particularly this topic everything you say is just like nugget of gold nugget of gold and I just remember when I first learned about cycles I remember thinking how am I this old and I've never known about this so I first learned about it when it came to the menstrual cycle this concept of the summer um, you know winter autumn spring but within the menstrual cycle and I, I think I'm a typical probably woman growing up in Australia right now where I was on the pill from age, I don't know, 17 to whenever I was trying to have a baby. And I just killed that cycle completely really because I was never in tune with what my natural cycle was. So it was never on the forefront of my mind. And I remember having a conversation with a girlfriend because I was like, oh, when you ovulate, you actually feel like having sex with your partner. <laughs> it was like mind blowing to me because I could feel such a shift in my libido from the different parts of my cycle. And then like feeling into, oh yeah, because I am quite an extroverted, social, outgoing person normally, but I do dip into that premenstrual, introverted, winter, autumn, winter, you know, want to keep to myself a little bit more, don't feel like going out as much. And I 100% agree with what you're saying in that it really is the shadow part that is not meant to be, you know, put at the surface of what a woman is. And it's actually kind of ridiculed in that people talk about, oh, PMS and, you know, oh, she's, you know, on her period and that's why she's grumpy and that's why she's this and that. And it's like, wow, we've really lost the magic of leaning into the different phases. And like you said, we're told that we have to be summer all the time. We have to be high vibe and positive and outgoing and ready to go. And it's not at all celebrated to rest, which then ties into, you know, what we've spoken about with matrescence and how so many women don't feel like they deserve or that they value having rest after a baby because they're told that you go, go, go. And to be honest, in my first two postpartum experiences, I was still like that. I feel like my whole life has done a 360 since I've had a third baby. And, you know, in the last year, so much has come to the surface for this. But I know, and I'm going to ask you in a second, I'm sure you're the same. I feel so much better when I tune in with myself rather than, oh, but I'm meant to be X, Y, and Z. And I remember before I felt pregnant uh, with Luca when I was actually, I had a cycle for all of, you know, two months, <laughs> but I actually was starting to schedule my work around my cycles, which might sound ludicrous to some because they'd be like, how do I do that? And I guess it's a bit more challenging. There's a few more barriers if you work for someone because you need to get them on board. But when you work for yourself, I've got a few other friends who were doing it as well, working for themselves. I would schedule things like podcast interviews and going live on Instagram and things like that in my summer period when I was feeling energetic and creative and wanting to do all the things. And then I would let myself like, hear me out. I would let myself take a day off sometimes when I was on my cycle and I was not feeling it. I'd be like, you know what? That's cool. Because I know if I do the proper rest now, I will reap the rewards of, you know, the analogy of sowing the seed. I will reap the rewards of that in summer because I'll actually have more energy to give. I won't be burnt out. I won't be deflated because I'm just trying to be steady Eddie all the time. I'm letting myself lean into it. And it genuinely changed my life learning that it's okay to do that. And that when you get the evidence of doing it and feeling really good for it, you're like, yeah, we need to do this more often. So I'm curious to know. I assume you didn't grow up knowing about these things. So when did you first learn about cycles? And I guess, how has it changed your life? Like, what have you noticed since tuning in and leaning into them? Oh, God, I feel like 
my similar to you my life felt like it did a complete 180 once I started actually realizing this and the conversation that really opened this up for me was a friend of mine who I I had no connection to my menstrual cycle or anything like that I grew up in a culture that it's very much like don't talk about that that's like dirty that's not something that we talk about or something to be proud of it's something to be embarrassed about you know when you go to the bathroom I remember when I was like in my workplace before I um, started working for myself I'd like get my tampon and like quickly hide it underneath my hand and shove it in the like (laughs) in the little sleeve of my shirt or whatever because it was it was you know something to be hidden Mm. and the conversation that I had with one of my friends um I was out in a, at an event with her and she said something to me and I said, oh, I just had my period. And she goes, oh, when was it? And I was like, oh, it was like a few days ago. And she's like, oh, so you, you bleed on a full moon. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> and then, so then she kind of explained to me that there's also this, you know, theory around if you bleed on a full moon, it means that you're um, using your energy to support uh, others, that you're using your energy not for uh, fertility and for creating a baby, but for birthing projects, for birthing businesses, for supporting other people. And that was really at that particular stage of my life, very aligned with where I was at. And so mm-hmm. I was like, wow. And then I sort of started researching and, and following, you know, the breadcrumbs and found out about the seasons of the cycle um, and started also tracking my cycle in connection with the moon because the moon does follow a 29 and a half day cycle, very similar to the menstrual cycle, which on average is around 28 days, give or take for everyone. And just noticing the differences actually that I would find as I bled at different parts of that moon cycle was also really fascinating for me. Um, So that kind of opened it up for me. I've also had the absolute honor of learning from Jane Hardwick Collings, who is an incredible woman um, who teaches about menstruality and about seasons and cycles and shamanic womancraft. If you haven't connected with Jane she is an absolute must follow and that opened up you know new doors around the cycle for me one of the big pieces that I guess helped um, helped me to really grab a hold of it was understanding that um, our society is built around men's hormonal cycles which is a 24-hour cycle like the sun Mm. Women follow a 28-day hormonal cycle, so we do experience those hormonal shifts and changes over a longer period of time, like the moon, and that our culture is very much aligned to, as we even spoke about before we started recording, this nine-to-five kind of this is when you work, Monday to Friday, nine-to-five, you show up the same every day, Um, you should be the same every day. Mm. Whereas embracing that I had a longer cycle and a longer um, experience of that cycle and that that actually offered incredible gifts. Like you said, when you're scheduling your work, you know, I'm going to be most charismatic 
when I'm ovulating. So mm-hmm. let me book in my podcast interviews then, not yeah. when I'm bleeding, because that's when I'm really not going to feel like talking to anybody yeah. and what I'm going to want to be in with. So yeah, I guess, you know, practicing it over a, a longer period of time really helped me see the benefits of, of this. And I think whenever I speak to a mother or a woman, this is actually such a beautiful way just to reconnect with your body. Mm. to notice what's going on for you each day and just checking in how am I feeling right now what part of my cycle am I in right now what's going on for me it's a connection back to ourselves when there's so much that's drawing our attention outward Mm. when we're often thinking about you know our children's teething or their developmental leap or their school uniforms or all of the other things we have to do this is such a simple practice just to bring us back to ourselves. Yes. I remember Rhea Dempsey, who's an amazing birth educator, talking, I did a course of her, sorry, and she asked the question of how in tune with your body are you? And straight away, my response was like, oh yeah, like really in tune. And she said, like, do you follow a clock? And I was like, what do you mean? And she said, you know, do you eat at 1230? Cause that's lunchtime. Or do you eat when you're hungry? And I was like, And then she asked a few more questions like that. And I thought, you know what? I'm actually not as in tune as I expected to be because I do still, for the most part, you know, follow the, okay, it's nine o'clock. I better go to work. Okay. It's 1230. I better eat lunch. Um, You know, like I still sort of follow these societal guidelines and what we should do. Whereas I do find it's still a work in progress, but when I tune into are you actually hungry? Are you feeling a bit under the weather today? You know, are you feeling like you need to go slower today? Are you feeling energetic? Like, and just dictating the day based on how I'm feeling is so, so much better to live intuitively like that. And it takes a lot of practice and a lot of putting that mirror around and reflecting it back on you. And it can be hard when you've got kids screaming at you and, you know, lots of demands on yourself. But I, I, so recommend it to women to start thinking about and tuning in with what does your body need right now? Um, mm-hmm. Because I think it is, it's got so much wisdom and there's so much value in actually listening. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, do you know of any workplaces that are actually using menstrual cycles to guide their employees and how they may work? Like I have not heard of anyone, but I'm curious to know if it is something that's coming to the forefront. Yeah, not that I'm aware of. Um, But I think that like for me, obviously having my own business, I have a lot of privilege there in terms of being able to coordinate my work around it. Mm. Um, But in terms of, you know, corporate businesses, not that I'm aware of, but I do know that there is a lot of work being done around, you know, bringing in the conversation about menstruation and also menopause because Mm. another aspect of that cycle if we look at um, you know the part that's really glorified or allowed or permissible it's the maiden Mm. the mother to some extent but the marga and the crone which is you know corresponding with that autumn and winter those are two um, you know aspects of the women's life cycles that are very much vilified and that come with a lot of stigma and taboo so I know that there is um, work being done around menopause policies as well in some workplaces let me see if I can find a specific example no I'm just thinking I know you're a busy woman you got a lot on your plate you're just (laughs) telling me before that you want to drop out into a more winter cycle but I'm feeling like how epic would it be if you went to big corporations and like taught them what we're talking about now and like help them implement something I feel like that could be a future project of yours (laughs) Nikki to-do list (laughs) 
five-year plan maybe five yeah year plan, yeah and I wanted to make a note I'm not sure if you've heard about this um, before but I read as well two things um if you expose yourself to the moonlight more mm-hmm. which again sounds a little bit woo-woo but that's definitely my vibe you actually then tend to sync up with the moon side because it's because we live in these houses with four walls and we're not exposed to moonlight we've got curtains and emfs and we're always on our phone etc etc it kind of interferes with it but when say if you sleep with your windows open that you sync up with the moon because your body is like regulating with it is that true have you heard about this Yeah, I have heard about it. And um, for the reasons that you said, you know, that we've got so much artificial light, like we're sitting in front of computers right now, we're not having that exposure to natural light, then our circadian rhythm is impacted, therefore it can impact our menstrua- uh, menstrual cycle. Um, mm. So I definitely believe that there's truth to that. And also it's just really fascinating to, if you do start tracking your menstrual cycle, to also notice how it corresponds with the moon. Because for me, it changes over time and, and mm. it will change over time time like you'll slowly move between a new moon and a full moon bleed yeah Um, and that again it can be quite fascinating just to notice the differences in how that shows up for you you know and also what's going on in your life at that particular time is that Mm. you're working on conceiving a baby and that you're moving more closer to that new moon or is it that you've got some, um, you know, a, a new work project or something that you're focusing your energy outwards and how is that reflecting in your cycle too? So, yeah, I think it's super fascinating. And look, it makes sense. Like the moon controls the tides, water. We're made up of a lot of water. Like, of course, there's going to be some sort of, you know, impact from that. Yes. And we always blame the full moon if our toddlers are having a massive meltdown for days on end, don't we? So. <laughs> There's got to be something in it. And so you were saying that when you were bleeding on a full moon, I think, was it? that That's when you're like more available to give be of service to others. And so is the opposite when you're bleeding on a new moon, is that more about the fertility to make a baby? And yeah, okay. And the final point I wanted to make on menstrual cycles is that I read you when you're in that autumn premenstrual phase and you know like maybe you feel a little bit grumpy or like you just have that I I find that I just like reassess my life mm-hmm. so I do this whole like why do I do this for work and like you know why am I doing this in my daily routine and I just question everything mm-hmm. and I have a running joke with my girlfriend that you know like oh obviously my period's about to come because I'm doing this big life overhaul of like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And I wrote, I read somewhere that someone described it as the thinning of the veils. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh, that's really cool. Because I think we dismiss that, you know, premenstrual emotional, you know, roller coaster as like, Oh, PMS, you know, like I, I just write that off. But when I actually thought about it as a thinning of the veils, i.e. you're actually seeing things clearer at that time. And it's actually a really important moment to go through to question, what am I actually doing with, you know, whatever X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really powerful. So had you heard about that as yeah. a thinning of the veils? Yeah. 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 And, you know, I think it's true because if you look at hormonally what's going on at different points in the cycle, when we're in pre-ovulation and ovulation, we're getting a lot of estrogen, which is the love hormone, which makes us, you know, want to do everything for everyone and give and just be, you know, in this beautiful, lovely bubble. So you can imagine that we're looking at life through these amazing rose colored glasses. And then when it comes to pre-menstruation, we're taking those glasses off 
we can see things clearly. And because we don't have that, um, you know, high of the estrogen, our estrogen's dipping, we're getting more progesterone. We're possibly willing to have conversations and say things that we might not say at other points in the cycle because anything that's been building up over that period of the cycle when we've said yes, when we actually meant no, when we put someone else's needs above our own, it's all going to come out in that premenstrual cycle premenstrual aspect of the cycle and when we're in menstruation that's actually a really good time to be having those big reviews and to be asking those big questions because that's hormonally when we're not having that hormonal influence of either progesterone or estrogen being really high so we can see things clearly mm. so there's a saying and I think it's from um, there's some women in the UK who have the red school Alexandra Pope and Sean I can't remember her last name um, but they have a saying bleed on it so if you have a big question that yeah. you want to make a big decision about is to not make the decision when you're in your estrogen filled love bubble yep, yep. <laughs> when you're going to say yes to something you know this is when you're like you want me to do that podcast yeah I'll do that I'm going to do that must class I'm going to do this I'm going to do that I'm going to do all of the things and then you get to the winter and you're like why did I say that I would do that I want to cancel everything so the time to really be making those decisions is in that winter season, because mm. that's when you're going to be clearest and you have, I guess, more access to your own intuition without that influence hormonally. Does it blow your mind that we do not learn this growing up? Like, this is crazy. This is so important. Like everything you're saying, I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing knowledge about our bodies that we just don't know about. Like, like... I feel like this needs to be, you think about sex ed in school at the moment. I'm not sure if it's different. It, it might be different to when I went to school, but we learned nothing about these important topics. I think we learned how to put a condom on a banana <laughs> and maybe what like some organs were, but even then I'm probably sure we never heard about the clitoris or female masturbation. And that's like a whole other topic, but Oh, it blows my mind. I feel like our generation, like God help our daughters because we're going to be raising them to be like these red tent, you know, like they're having blood parties and they're just like so proud of themselves. Yeah, yeah it's crazy, isn't it? And there's like, there's been so many, um, there's actually been research around how girls have felt when they've gotten their period and some of them have gotten their period and not known what it was because they mm. haven't been told like some don't actually realize that you only ovulate at one particular part of your cycle like mm. some thinking that you ovulate all the time that you can always get pregnant so there is so much um, missing information around female bodies and yeah. understanding our roots system and cycles so I think we do have so far to go but at the same time I feel like just even in the last five years the conversation around these sorts of topics has shifted mm. so much and I really do feel like hopefully it's a different experience for the next generation of girls absolutely and even just knowing that your menstrual cycle is not just about bleeding and making a baby like it's about creativity and it's about energy and um, it's, it's so much more like I think I'm still probably wrapping my head around that because I've I've been in that like 
am I having a baby? Am I breastfeeding? Like just in very much like a uh, that sort of cycle in the last four or five years, but really leaning into the other elements of the cycle that it brings up. And it isn't just about your fertility. It is about so much more than that. So it's so fascinating. Is there anything else you wanted to mention on this? Because I'm going to jump into rest and being on and off and maybe some of your own experience with that. But is there anything you wanted to wrap up yeah. about cycles of life and yeah, well, maybe just to finish with, um, if someone is in the same situation as you, where you don't currently have a cycle, you can track your cycle using mm. moon. So you okay. can that as a, as a different way to still be connecting in with those different rhythms. And then also considering, you know, how that sits within the broader cycles that we're going through. So right now for me, I'm in my very early spring and outside it's summer the life cycle stage that I'm at is mother, which again corresponds with that summer. So you can be considering all of these different cycles kind of within mm -hmm. each other and, and noticing how that impacts our mood. Mm -hmm. um, I was talking to Laura before we started as well, that like I've been in you know summer outside, summer in my ovulation, summer in my life, and it's felt like too much. <laughs> too shiny. <laughs> too, much, too shiny. Um, <laughs> So yeah, just being able to, I guess, if you're not currently experiencing a cycle, you can use the moon, you can still track the earth seasons, noticing what's going on for you as well in your life. And I'm sure we're going to talk as well about the seasons of matrescence and how that all kind of connects into. Yes. And I was just thinking as well, I know you, like, if anyone doesn't follow Nikki, definitely make sure you do. She's an epic gardener. She has this like, you still have your veggie patch, I assume. Yeah. Just this epic. run down at the moon. <laughs> no pressure, Laura. <laughs> Don't post about it. Wait till your summer and you can you know. uh, But I've just started, you know, developing a little bit of a green thumb and I'm pretty proud of, you know, our, our little efforts. But I do think you have more appreciation for the cycles when you do see your plants grow and you're like, oh my God, like this was this tiny little seed and now it's blooming and I check on them every day and I'm such like a, a plant mama now and I, I don't even recognize myself. I go, <laughs> Check how many tomatoes I have in the morning. I just froth on it. Yeah. But I do think it gives you an appreciation for this. So if maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, yeah, but I still don't get it. Or maybe the moon stuff is a bit too trippy, woo-woo for you. Just plant some seeds because I feel like that's going to get your mind wrapped around this cycles concept of to really appreciate that, you know, I love that analogy. You've got to plant the seed. It's going to sit under the soil for a little bit for it to be able to bloom. It's not just about the blooming phase. It's about all the work behind it that you don't see that mm. is hidden, that is behind mm. the scenes, but that's what makes the fruit. So yeah, I feel like that's such a cool analogy. So go plant some seedlings guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Hello, mamas. I hope you loved that episode. Again, super big light bulb moment for me when I started learning all about the cycles of my menstrual cycle and then how that relates to the cycles of life, the cycles of matrescence. I'm quite confident that most women that listen to this today will probably go start a veggie patch. <laughs> because it's just so it just is one and the same as Nikki mentions like you when you're in sync with yourself you have to be in sync with the earth we're not separate to it so this is probably one of my more woo-woo podcasts but if you know me well you know that I love a, a little bit of woo-woo I love connecting to the earth the sun the moon 
nature. I think we're not separate from it. We are human beings. We are part of nature. And I think so much of this chat about cycles is about reconnecting to self first and then reconnecting to nature, earth, what universe, whatever you want to call it. So I would so love to hear from you over on my socials at Physio Laura. And please let me know what you got out of this episode, because I really love hearing your feedback. It helps inspire me to create the next podcast series because I get an idea of what you guys love listening to, what things you got out of the episode, maybe what you want to learn more about. Maybe this scratched a little bit of an itch for you, but you want to go deeper into something. So please come and jump over at Physio Laura and let me know if you've learned anything from this episode. Did you know this information? before is this the first time you're coming across it and I'd love to know if you're going to change anything about how you do life now maybe you're going to schedule a bit of your calendar around your menstrual cycle or maybe you're acknowledging you're in a winter cycle right now and it feels deep and dark and heavy but maybe today's episode has helped you to go you know what this is okay. I'm going to embrace winter knowing that this is a valuable part of my cycle and I'm going to come out of this into a spring and into a summer. So I'd love to hear from you. And if you want to connect with Nikki, the wonderful Nikki who was on our podcast, beautiful matrescence educator, she has some lovely programs and offerings at the moment. You can find her on Instagram at Nikki McCann. And we have two more episodes in this short podcast series coming out. They are all live right now inside my online membership program, The Pregnancy Posse. So if you're a member, you can go check them all out right now rather than wait. But if you are not a member and you need to wait, do make sure you subscribe to the Pregnancy with Video Laura podcast so that you don't miss out on the seasons that are coming up. We've got so many amazing things in the pipeline. You won't miss any episodes. So do hit that subscribe button. I hope wherever you are right now that you are having a wonderful day, that you're pondering what cycle of life, what part of your matrescence period you're in right now what part of your menstrual cycle you're in and maybe where the moon's at as well Um, I am on the cusp of spring and summer for me right now and it feels really really good I had a really big winter period after the birth of my baby because I was in that really resting hibernation slow phase and I'm definitely coming out of that now and it feels really good I've got lots of energy And yeah, I'm really loving it. So I'd love to know where you're at in your cycle as well. Mamas, have a wonderful day and I will catch you soon for episode two in this series where we're going to be talking about rest and how we're really, really bad at it. (laughs) So I'll see you soon for that episode. Have a wonderful day.